For NFT newbies and OGs in Web3 alike, welcome to the Women in Web3 podcast sponsored by Weld Recruiting. I'm your host, Carly Wong, and I'm super excited to help break down the barriers to entry in the space and introduce you to some leaders who are doing truly amazing things. So let's dive in. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us today on the Women in Web 3 podcast. We're pumped to have you. Uh, I like to all record a separate intro, but do you want to give a little intro about who you are and all that you're up to? Sure. Um, as you said, my name is Jenny. I work with probably nothing and probably a label. Um, a little bit about me. I actually um, started out in... LA in the fashion industry. So I worked in fashion for the last seven, eight years. And then last year, um, I started working with Jeremy and Aaron and we launched probably nothing um, in November, December of last year. So I've been in the space for about a year now. And uh, I guess recently, the most recent thing we've done was we launched probably a label about a month ago with Warner Records. So that's new and fun and exciting. So that's kind of where we're at right now. I want to dive into all of that. I'm (laughs) glad you brought up though your background because when I was looking, doing my research, you know, as we do the stalking, (laughs) I I saw you've been a runway editor, a sports blogger, a celebrity stylist, Mm -hmm. a brand marketing lead. Yep. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about like what that journey was like. Like did one job just always kind of flow into the next and how did it, lead up to web three like did you know about web three before (laughs) getting involved with jeremy and aaron did they just hunt you down and be like hey we want you on our team because you're awesome (laughs) clearly or or like what was that like um that's a good question so i i mean i grew up always wanting to work in fashion so when i got to la that was um i went right into like celebrity wardrobe styling and i did that for a couple of years and from there, um, I got intro to Christian Louboutin. I started doing PR and marketing and then moved into streetwear agencies and working in marketing there. Um, and then it wasn't until I think right during the pandemic, I did a little bit of a pivot. And I, I've known Jeremy and Aaron for uh, like five or six years already. So they've been like longtime friends of mine. But I joined up with them at their agency. Um, back then, it was called The Gift Shop. And we were doing more traditional marketing, but Jeremy had already been in the NFT Web3 space for a little bit. And um, in November, or I guess middle of last year, he started talking to me and Aaron about potentially doing this pivot into the Web3 space. Um, At that point, I never even, I didn't even know what an NFT was. So this was about a year and a half ago. So it was um, kind of a big learning process. I just kind of had to go into it being like, I'm gonna be a perpetual student of whatever comes my way, knowing that I'm probably not gonna understand it all right away, but we just have to learn. I'm really lucky that Jeremy and Aaron, um, they let me ask all the questions in the world. And I'm ask, I ask questions every day about like, what does this mean? How does this work? So um, they, we're, I'm really lucky they allow all of us the grace to like continue to learn and to continue to try and like just keep going and figuring things out as we go. That's so cool. Now, so it sounds like you were kind of one of the founding folks of Probably Nothing. Yep. I was with them from, I guess, conception, inception, whatever. (laughs) How did you guys go from conception to what I feel like is a dream for probably so many people launching a a record label with Warner Records? I know. And like in not a lot of time. 
No, <laughs> we, as we were launching, we actually had to like take a moment. We're like, we're really doing this. This is happening because I mean, a year ago, I would have never even thought that this was possible and to like work so closely with them. It's been a really incredible process. So um, I don't, we just got really lucky. Jeremy is really, really knowledgeable in the space and he comes from a celebrity chef background. So he already had like tons of connections. So we've been able to leverage that in getting into the space and meeting the right people. And we work with a ton of Web2 brands now bringing them into the space. So we just have been building relationships and that's kind of really what it is. It's just your relationships are your currency and you have to like keep those strong all the time. That's awesome. That's a a great point for everyone. I'll repeat it back, but (laughs) your relationships are your currency. Mm -hmm. And and on that point, what has building relationships in Web3 been like for you? Um, I know I have just been blown away by how easy it is to connect with people it's it's a really strange phenomenon and people from all levels all backgrounds all companies that i'm like wait in what world am i talking to this person right now but (laughs) web3 is like this common ground so what what has that experience been for you and any tips for people who are like oh i want to start like dipping my toe in building some relationships networking in the space Yeah, I mean, I've had the same experience. I feel like because the community is so small, when you you meet someone in the Web3 space, you kind of like latch on to each other. And we're like, we have this thing in common that maybe we wouldn't have had otherwise, but it allows us all to kind of like get together and grow together. I've met so many people just in the last, I mean, the last year that I would never have had the opportunity to meet otherwise. So that's been really cool. I don't feel like there's many other industries that kind of act that way, like that just like band together that way. Um, Yeah, so it's been really fun. I mean, meet new people every day. You're in LA, right? Yes, we're in LA. Is it, uh, I'm guessing you guys are out and about a lot. There's tons of events all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Is Web3 and NFTs kind of like integrated now? Do people know what it is there? Or is it still kind of, you have to do a lot of the education? Because that's kind of what probably nothing has, has Mm -hmm. that education component, right? Yep. For the last year, we've been really like pushing the educational side of it. Um, we're doing a little bit of a rebrand pivot right now. I can't really talk about anything really. But <laughs> so we're... stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A lot of fun things coming, but um, I think that, I mean, we all talk about mass adoption and that's not going to happen until everyone is educated on the topic and understands the space, which is really difficult to do. It's, it's There's so much to learn all the time. So, I mean, if, if we can educate one new person every day and get them onboarded. That's, I mean, mission accomplished in a sense. Um, So yeah, I mean, LA is kind of like this crazy melting pot. I see Web3 integrated a lot more, like we'll see it at stores. They're doing little pop-ups with NFT brand collaborations. So Mm. it's come, I mean, a lot more people than you think know about it. It's just not as widely accepted as we want it to be. But I mean, every Web2 brand out there we've talked to is now working on having a footprint in web three. So, I mean, it's going to, it's happening. It's just maybe slower than we think. Yeah. And we're going to pause really quick. I think the worker's knocking on the door. So we will just cut. Okay. And one, one second. Let me, let me get them.
sorry about that's that. Okay. My dog actually took that opportunity to start freaking out also. So. <laughs> that's okay. Dog. What kind of dog do you have? I have a Chihuahua pit bull. So she's like oh. a little like angry thing. <laughs> I have never heard of that kind of mix. And I, if she wants to join us, I definitely yeah, would, would like to meet her. She's going to bark for a little bit. There's some people working outside also. So that's okay we like to keep it real so if she wants to join the conversation what's her name her name's nike okay so friends diving back in here <laughs> if nike joins us you'll hear some sweet little barks in the background <laughs> i don't know if they're sweet but you'll hear them <laughs> so diving diving back in i i wanted to ask what is a day in the life like for you um to just repeat, your your official title is Director of Creative Strategy and Project Development. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for, for people? So I it kind of just means that anything that has a creative element that comes through the company is, is what I'm working on. And I just have to make sure all the projects are getting accomplished. Um, like my day-to-day, -day, I'll be working on merch designs or web design, or I'll work with our artists on the actual NFT art, or we were working on a music video recently. And um, if there's like a creative element, I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> so that is I, very I cool. Yep. What was your involvement with Stickman Toys? So we helped them launch the project. Um, and that's kind of what started the relationship with Warner Records. So we um, did a lot of the market marketing and the allowless marketing and, um, uh, that was kind of like the main point was really just getting the project out there because they had been around for a little bit, but it wasn't getting the publicity that it needed and all that thing. So that's kind of how we came in with them. And then from there, we just built this strong relationship with Warner and, and now we're, now we're working with them. So that is awesome. And for people who are listening, their relationship with Warner sold out, I think it was, I, I have it, 5,555 mm -hmm. yeah. passes, <laughs> four fives in seven minutes. Yeah, so seven. I think you knocked it out of the park with your marketing <laughs> and publicity. That is, is so cool. Tell, tell us a little bit about um, the drop. I know Diddy's involved, Jason mm -hmm. Martin, um, and then there's studio a attached to it and ip involved give us the breakdown of what yeah. that is so for the label we have um studio a and studio b and um studio a is this incubator program so people can submit projects or um anything that they can kind of come up with that's attached to an nft project that we've approved um and they can submit their ip and the project and warner and probably nothing will help them build and release their projects. We'll offer resources, we'll offer funding, like things like that. Anything that like someone who doesn't have those resources, we will help them launch their project. And then Studio B is um, basically this community driven um, playlist where people can submit their own music and um, it'll be on this label website where people can listen and play and all that things. It's kind of the cool thing about it is it's, the first time really the average person has access to a major record label through IP and through NFTs. So hopefully we can get to work with some really cool people who might not have otherwise had that opportunity. Yeah, I love on, that. 
addition to that, we're also doing um, drops within the label. We have um, our first project coming up is with Jason Martin and Diddy. That should be coming out the end of November. Um, so that will be our first one with the label. Can't tell them too many details about that yet, but it's been fun to be able to work with talent like that and um, get them involved and stuff. So definitely. How do you see this all changing the game for, for music? Is that kind of the main area that you guys are focusing on is, is music with Warner or do you have, I know you said you work with a lot of other web two brands and agencies. Do you focus on other areas like food given, you know, Mm -hmm. Jeremy's background Um, and yeah, any like big trends that you're seeing of how these things might actually be in our lives without us even realizing like how, you know, nowadays we just go on Spotify and listen (laughs) to whoever we want and there's a discover playlist. Like, will that be curated through studio B using AI to know what songs we want to listen to and all, all of that, or is that way too far? (laughs) So I guess probably nothing is like our core brand. So from that side is the, where we really work with a lot of the web two brands. Um, We've done like Looney Tunes. We've done like a bunch of projects with other brands and we have a lot coming up. So it's really just about helping them get into the space. I hate saying this the right way, but um, and helping a lot of them don't have the tools or the know-how to get to launch a project or do it in a way that is going to be received well. So we work with a lot of the web two brands on the probably nothing side and then on the label that's primarily music focused. I'm sure we'll do things that don't always have music attached, but generally it's going to be music focused and that's, we'll work with like the artists like Diddy and we have an upcoming project Brandy and all that stuff too. So, um, I think with the label, it's just a really a different, unique opportunity for artists and musicians to interact with fans on a much deeper level. Um, they can really communicate through the tech of Web3 and NFTs in a different way that we haven't seen before. So I'm, I'm hoping that's where that goes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I love that. With the web two or even musicians, you know, getting involved with the label. What are some of the biggest questions that people have or the, the things that you find yourself educating on over and over, or even just like, what does getting into the space the right way look like? What are some of those big pieces that still need to be demystified? Um, I, the biggest thing about getting in the space the right way is I think you can't just jump in like this is one thing we talk about a lot with the artists is you can't just come in and then drop a project and be like here's my check and i'm going to walk away you have to integrate into the space get to know the people the players in it be active in the community for anyone to really respect and um, take you seriously and so it's a lot of like coaching on that side and telling them like here's how you do this and here's how you get into the space that's like the biggest question we have on the artist side Um, We don't want to bring anyone in that's not actually going to be invested in what Web3 is and will be in the future. Um, So that's like the biggest hurdle on on the label side, Um, on the probably nothing side. I mean, I talk to people every day who still don't know what an NFT is or how to set up a wallet or I mean, even like the simplest things. Most of my people in my life outside of my work friends don't know what an NFT is still. So 
there's still a lot to, of work to do there. I think, especially with the recent market, the space feels smaller. So there's going to be a little bit of a rebuild going on there and getting people back, not afraid of the space anymore, not afraid of the crash and things like that. Yeah. What does it feel? Did it feel like a risk when you were first getting into it and and diving in? Or was it kind of just like, I feel like this is the path I'm supposed to follow and we'll see where it goes. Kind of. I mean, I, I always trust Jerry, Jeremy and Aaron. So I was just like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to learn as much as possible. I mean, there's always going to be a risk, but we really just dove in. Um, And I think that's kind of like my advice for anyone getting into it is you just got to dive in and like learn everything you can. Um, This, it changes every day. So it's, it's constant trying to figure out and learn and keep moving. But I think that risk taking and um, challenging yourself to learn something new that might be scary is really important. And that's kind of what this year has taught me too, is like, taking those chances and doing things that maybe you're uncomfortable, um, you're nervous about. Getting uncomfortable is good for you. It's good for growth. So even if it's a little bit of a risk, I think that people should kind of take those a little bit more to learn and grow and try new things. Yeah. For me, that was this podcast. (laughs) It it was a a big stepping stone. And I know you have one too. So tell me a a little bit about starting that were you at least for me I was like oh my god I've never done a podcast I don't even know how to use a microphone like what what is this how how did you start and what is you can absolutely plug it tell us a little bit about (laughs) what it is and what you talk about um so my podcast is called the decent humans podcast and I have it with two of my co-hosts um Evan and Chris and we actually met Back when I was working more in the streetwear world, Evan is a photographer and Chris was a model and we were doing a shoot together. So we've been friends for like six years now. And after the after COVID, after the pandemic, we kind of reunited and we're like, we should do something. So that is kind of how the podcast started because we all come from this creative background. And so we talked to a lot of people about like their creative journeys, how they got from one step to the next, um, like entrepreneurship and the struggles and mental health that goes with all these things. And um, like, we like to dive into the deeper end of what the scary side of all this stuff is. Like from, I've never spoken on a podcast before until we had our own and all the the same things when we went through the same things. So figuring it out and just being like, I'm going to not judge myself if I make mistakes or I'm not going to take myself too seriously. It's really just like learning how to accept it is what it is. I'm going to just try it and see where it goes. I love that. What other firsts have you had in the last, what was it, a year and a half ago that you first started (laughs) even learning about Web3? I'm sure there's been a a number. Um, Yeah. I mean, recently I spoke on a panel. I'm I'm terrified of public speaking like <laughs> I took a public speaking class in college and literally cried <laughs> so speaking on a panel in front of people was terrifying but it wasn't that bad and I'm now I'm on another podcast talking to you which was in my mind still a little bit like public speaking even though there's no people around but learning how to like speak eloquently and get my thoughts out of my head and into like so people can understand it that's been a process <laughs> um, 
But... I feel that for sure. In my uh, college days, it was a freshman 101 public speaking class, <laughs> and I took it my senior year last semester. And I remember the like career counselor you have to go and see, and they're like, why didn't you take this yet? I'm like, can I just not, please? <laughs> but it, same thing. It was like, I get sweaty and anxious and, and here we are. I, same thing. I was on my first panel. Um, and I feel the same as you. It's, it's, but you're, you're, no one would ever guess you're a natural and that's what's oh, yeah. really it's cool. Now what's going on behind the scenes. Like <laughs> I listen to every single one of your episodes just to like, prepare. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, like, See, that's, do you listen back to your podcast? Because I do not. I, well, I help with the editing, so I have okay. to, but otherwise, no, I wouldn't. I like, honestly wouldn't, but I've, it's I still to. that fear factor where I'm like, oh man, I'll do it. But I know that I want to listen yeah. back. The hardest thing was like, oh my God, I really sound like that. Like, what is this? So yeah, it's just getting used to it and accepting this is it. So I like giving that transparency to people that like, you can do things mm-hmm. and be scared shitless while you're doing them and and uh, like so many times people will not notice you know no no one will notice and yeah yeah you kind of led into this but one of the questions I wanted to ask and I like to kind of wrap with this is have you learned anything about yourself or the space I keep it broad um (laughs) like big picture or just like small and personal and some people have taken it in the direction of like oh my gosh, I really need to keep a balance and not be on my phone till 3am just like (laughs) scrolling crypto Twitter or other people, you know, have learned just big stuff about their career and the direction they want to head in. Um, Yeah, I mean, this year, I feel like more than many recently has been a huge growth year for me. And I think what it really is, is just knowing and understanding that if you put your mind to something and do the work on the back end, you can do whatever you want to do. Like I was a fashion girl and now I work in web three. Like never in my wildest dreams, like two years ago, did I ever think this would be where I'm at now, but it, because I worked at it and I researched and I did my homework and I still do to this day that I've been able to make it and, and anyone can. So I think that's been the biggest thing and taking risks and just trying things is like my biggest advice for anyone because um, you just never know what's going to stick and where you're going to be from trying. And I think everyone should just try. (laughs) Try I love that. Scare them. I agree. And Web3 really has leveled the playing field if you want to put the work in. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any favorite like learning resources or, or places to start for people? And then Um, I will absolutely have you spell out where they can go and follow you as well. (laughs) My, I, I listen to so many podcasts, especially when I was learning about web three, like I used to replay like Bobby hundreds podcasts and listen to every episode just because I mean, especially one like yours, you spell it out really well for people who are getting into the space. Um, And then, I mean, everyone says Twitter. I think Twitter is, a good space to meet and learn from people. It can also be a scary place. Like when I was getting into web three, there was this like witch hunt going on where everyone was getting called out for every little thing and everyone was getting called rug pullers and all this stuff. So Twitter for me is a little, like a little intense, but yeah, I definitely listen to a lot of podcasts. That's like my, what I go to, to learn. 
Perfect. Well, what what is your podcast? Where can people follow you, Jenny, and probably nothing? And we will drop everything in the show notes as well. Uh, my podcast is a Decent Humans podcast, and we are on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. And your personal handle? My, well, on social media, Jen Kleinknecht. <laughs> Perfect. That's I'll spell that out. <laughs> and does uh, probably nothing kind of get into everything with probably a label and Studio A and Studio B? Mm-hmm. Is that a yep. good central? Yeah, we are 50-50 on everything, so we all work very hand-in-hand on everything. Awesome. And stay tuned, everyone, for the the pivot that is coming that she mentioned. (laughs) Jenny, it was awesome getting to chat with you. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with today? No, I think that's, I mean, that's kind of everything I've got right now. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's guest and podcast, be sure to write, subscribe, comment, all the things, and definitely get in touch. I love to connect with y'all. I love to hear what you're working on, any feedback or comments. If you want to meet a guest, if you want to be a guest, just reach out. You can find me, your host, Carly Long, at by Carly Long on all social media platforms. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, which is also Women in Web 3, and you can follow along at Weld Recruiting. Be sure to let us know however we can support you, and we look forward to our next episode.